Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Allie Knows Best. So excited to have today's guest here. Well, she's here virtually because obviously it's COVID times. And also she's in Nashville, right, Yana? Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, and I'm recording from Hand Up Studios in Ojai. So our guest today is Yana Kozelski who is a dear friend and confidant (laughs) of mine. She's a social media business coach for social media managers. And she's really passionate about finding work-life balance as an entrepreneur and also just for people with careers, jobs, everyone, right? (laughs) So welcome, Yana. Hi, thank you for having me on the show, Allie. So excited to be here with you. Yeah, of course. I should also mention, so Yana and I have known each other for years now. Like what, Mm -hmm. five years? Like four, yeah, four, maybe going on five years. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So we met while working at a social media agency in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually hired Yana. Yeah. Which is a fun story. And then you became one of my first friends in LA. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, we kind of, um, in 2020, we reconnected because we kind of realized, you know, we were doing similar things uh, with our businesses. And Yana is just such a great friend to have from afar, too. She's kind of been there for me through a lot. Yeah. I think we FaceTimed more within the past couple of months than we have like ever. <laughs> I know. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So let's get into it. I mean, tell me what you've been up to. I know you're currently on an Instagram hiatus. So let's hear more about that. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I've been working in social media marketing for about four or five years. Um, and you know i was at an agency with you obviously and then i left to freelance for a while it was kind of rocky um was trying to freelance for about six months didn't really land any long-term projects and then i was just applying to more jobs landed a um, full-time job at a brand and was there for i think a little over a year until they got acquired um and because of that uh, I started full-time freelancing in January, January 1st of 2020. And so last year was my first year, 365 days being a full-time freelancer. Virtually and, uh, clapping for you. That's thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You could do the little Zoom reaction uh, emoji <laughs> that exactly. we've been doing. Um, and throughout 2020, um, I, yeah, I did some freelance work. I had all these ideas to like start a podcast, which I didn't end up doing, but it was just an opportunity for me to come up with all these ideas for things that I wanted to do, but never really had a chance to do. Um, I started an agency. I started a like local networking event group for female entrepreneurs. I started coaching. um, And now I am sort of re or or shifting my focus and, you know, I've always been really into the content side of social media marketing. I know when we work together, I was always like, oh, Yana will shoot that. Yana will edit that. 
Um, so now I'm like, okay, I really want to dive into photography because it's something that I've always been interested in, but I've never really called myself a photographer. Um, and so now like even right next to me, I have my camera on a tripod here with all my like, um, all this product that I'm going to shoot. And so I'm trying to, uh, expand my photography portfolio right now. I'm still coaching. Um, and I've been coaching since August ish. Um, I, the August is, I think when I decided to really focus on social media coaching, because before then I was sort of like, a. I called myself all kinds of things. I was a like lifestyle coach, a success coach, a balance coach, like everything that I thought that I wanted to improve with myself. I was like, oh, I want to help others do this. Um, and it wasn't until I was like, no, I think where my skills really lie is with the social media business side of it, like growing yourself as a freelancer and what it means to be a business owner, what it means to own an agency, how to get clients and all, all the business side of it really excites me. So those are kind of my two focuses right now, just photography and uh, business coaching. Awesome. And it's so funny to me, I mean, just because I know you so well, and I've worked with you a ton on how many different projects at this yeah, point? Yeah, so many. <laughs> <laughs> From like celebrity to beauty to lifestyle, um, and then now kind of in our wellness niche that we're yep. trying to make, mm -hmm. right? Um, I've always thought of you as a very talented photographer. So own that girl. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. Um, so now I'm finally calling myself a photographer. I finally changed my website to say like photography and to have my work on there, um, which is an interesting transition, but uh, it's been feeling good so far. Awesome. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about um, coaching and how you came into that alignment just like when you were giving examples of all the different types of coaching you've done, because I've kind of watched you through the process and we've talked about this a ton. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I've always had some sort of entrepreneurial spirit, um, even in, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I was a DJ throughout high school and into college. Um, and this was like my high school job. And so while my friends were working at like movie theaters and uh, Hollister, I was like <laughs> spending my Saturdays and Sundays DJing for um, local events and parties as a high schooler. I think I started when I was 13. And so since then, <laughs> And I kind of, I would just live in the, the entrepreneurial life and that I was, um, you know, running a business alongside my dad. Like he was definitely, you know, there to, he was the one who came up with the idea initially. And then we kind of, um, you know, worked together to, to grow it. But, um, since I was, I think when I was working at the brand, I loved it there. The team was amazing and I loved the work that I did, but I still always had this thought in the back of my mind of, you know, wanting to just do my own thing. And so I hired a coach, actually, this was in 2019. So I think I hired her sometime toward in like Q3 of 2019. And, um, I found her through a Facebook group because I saw her post that said something like, um, I am looking or I'm a coach looking to work with ambitious female something who want to start their own business and, you know, leave their nine to five life. And I was like, okay, that's, that kind of sounds interesting to me. So I worked with her for about six months. Um, and 
we were working together to figure out like what my coaching niche even was. And that's when I was kind of going back and forth between like success coaching and balance coaching. And every time I chose one of those different names, it always felt a little forced, uh, to be honest, because, and the reason why I chose those names when I did is because that's what I was sort of studying on my own at the time. Like I was reading a lot of self-help books that had to do with like balance or as reading a lot of self-help books that had to do about starting your own business. So whatever I was sort of into at the time was what I was like, yep, this is it. Like, this is what it's meant to be. It's this one. Um, yes. But it always, it felt always, um, I don't know, nothing felt really right. Uh, I was, it felt, you know, a little forced because I couldn't call myself an expert at balance. I couldn't call myself an expert at success. I mean, I was just starting my own business. And so that's why I felt kind of forced. Like it, it didn't feel genuine and authentic to what I really knew. And um, when it came around, you know, like in August, when I looked at coaching again, I was like, okay, I can either keep this coaching thing going, or I can just you know, stop completely and shift my focus to something else. I mean, I was still working with freelance clients at the time. So I still, you know, had that going. But with the coaching thing, I was like, okay, what are my skills? What am I actually an expert at? And the reason why I didn't choose social media business coaching at first was because I had this sort of love-hate relationship with social media. <laughs> You know, working in it, um, you see the pros and cons of it. You see the behind the scenes. Um, you see people mindlessly scrolling and getting really just addicted to that those dopamine hits. And so I had this sort of negative view on social media. And so that's why I kind of never entertained that idea of that being my coaching niche. And um, one day I actually went to happy hour with some girl that I met through a Facebook group. She, you know, she was, um, uh, I think, visiting LA and she said, oh, I'd love to meet with some like people living here. Like I'm thinking about moving here. I was like, okay, sure. Like, why not? And she's a coach as well. And so when we were sitting down, she was like, oh, well, so do you want to keep coaching? And I was like, oh, I don't really think it's for me. Like, I don't really like my niche. And she's like, well, what do you, uh, what do you know how to do? And I was like, I guess I know how to do social media or like how to like run a freelance business. And she was like, okay, like what if that's your niche? And I was huh. like, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe. Um, because I think around then when she finally asked me that I was sort of healing my relationship with social media, <laughs> um, that love hate relationship wasn't as um, you know, as Rocky, it was more like, okay, I, I have a better understanding of how to use this as a tool, um, how to not just be mindlessly scrolling. And so ever since she said that I started thinking about the idea even more and I was like, okay, wait, I do know how to run a social media business. I know how to get clients. I know how to pitch yes, myself. You do. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so when I was like, okay, this feels genuine and authentic because I've done this myself and unlike success coaching and lifestyle balance, whatever, like this is something that I actually have proof of. Like I'm basically a living example of what I want to help my coaching clients do. I love that so much. And something that really stands out to me and like we've had a lot of conversations about this um, when I was kind of figuring out my own like consulting work and just, 
even building my social media marketing agency, like really, you know, trying for things that did, didn't make sense in the past. Like I was trying to coach people on their relationship to their bodies and like self-confidence and stuff like that, which is all great. Um, but there are definitely issues that I'm still working with on within myself and probably will forever be working on to be honest and like what you said it was funny that that other woman reflected back to you something that was so simple you're like oh wow i'm literally already doing this this is like my income i guess i am an expert and i think something that's really challenging is to step back and realize like oh i do know what i'm doing and um I should run with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the things that we really are experts in are just, they come to us so naturally and they're just so simple to us that it's, it's like, oh, I'm an expert at like drinking water. Like it's just so simple, but like, it's something that, that I'm really good at doing. But since it's so just natural, it, it, you kind of need that external voice to, or, or that objective viewpoint to show you like, oh, this is something that not everyone knows how to do. Totally. And I really want to talk about like the concept of social media burnout, because mm -hmm. when I was really uh, putting my heart and soul into growing Don't Call Me Pretty, I did, I hosted a webinar on the topic, I made a bunch of social content around it. And ironically, I was so burned out while I was doing that. Um, and I think I was like forcing it and forcing it, uh, and trying to promote when at the, like <laughs> looking back, you know, two years later, I'm like, I should have just taken a break and kind of let go a bit, which is something mm -hmm. you and I have been talking about too. Um, so I think a good piece of advice, and I know that you can <laughs> offer this is how do you like see the burnout when it's starting to happen and kind mm -hmm. of take a step back and try at least try to stop yourself from getting to that point mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how do you keep yourself in check yana <laughs> <laughs> um it's definitely been a learning process um and it didn't come to me automatically um i think now I have an idea of what it's like for me to feel aligned and not burnt out. Like I have, I, I, at the present moment, I have a good understanding of what my days should feel like, how I should feel in the morning, how I should feel in the middle of the day and how I should feel going to bed. And um, that came through a lot of trial and error. Um, it came through one day when my coach at the time saw that I was working all the time. And she said, okay, what are you doing this Saturday? And I was like, oh, like I have a few things that I'm going to do. I have like a boxing class. And she said, can you cancel everything? I want you to, I want you to do nothing this Saturday. And when she told me that I, my first thoughts went to, okay, do nothing. So that means that I should probably like watch TV or I should schedule these things or maybe cook a little bit. And like my mind already started going because I was in that productivity hamster wheel. I was just going, going, going. And I was like, okay, like, what should I do? And she said, oh, just do nothing. And I said, well, what does that mean? And she said, do nothing. And um, 
I was actually, I remember waking up that morning of my do nothing day, um, you know, in the middle of being hyper productive, always wanting to do something. And so I woke up that morning kind of a little anxious. Um, I had, my heart was already racing. Um, I may have felt a little nauseous because I was like, what should I do? I don't know what to do. And, um, I immediately, I just went to the shower and it just felt so good to just like shampoo my hair <laughs> to do something. Um, and I kind of continued throughout the day, just journaling, um, walking around, watching movies and, it helped me get out of that productivity hamster wheel. And it made me realize that that way of living or working is just not for me. And it, it helped me, I mean, it forced me to just step out of that and to kind of do a, a, a reset and start back at square one thinking, okay, let me just cancel everything and figure out and start to build step by step instead of doing everything at once, going at a hundred and scaling back. I had to go back to zero and um, I had to learn like what, how much sleep should I be getting? Like what time should I be waking up and kind of building my day through there. And now when I, knowing that about myself, if I see myself not having those uh, or feeling that way in the morning or getting that amount of sleep or feeling tired throughout the, throughout the day, I know, okay, I'm about to burn out because something, something's not right. Like this is not how I want to be feeling. And so once I notice that, then I can see, okay, like, what am I doing? What's on my plate? What's on my to-do list? I'll be like, okay, this client is taking up a lot of energy right now. It is weighing me down. I'm thinking about them all the time. I'm having nightmares about them. <laughs> I am, they're, they're taking up too much bandwidth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, okay, something has to change. I have to let go of this client. Like that's just what has to happen. Um, and so it's, it's totally a process of figuring out how you get burned out, what that looks like for you, and then figuring out how to make those adjustments. I love that. I think it's really important to be able to like identify that within yourself. Um, but I also want to talk about this on like a larger scale because obviously we're talking about this from like an entrepreneurial lens. Um, but I just think of like the world as a whole, um, what's going on in the USA right now. Not great. Won't even get into that. Um, but you know, like a lot of people are unemployed and then also having to isolate at home and not having really like the capacity to set boundaries because I mean, social media is kind of like our outlet, but it's also like fun, but then you're just consumed by the news and all of these things that are so heavy. Um, so how do you set boundaries with that? Well, I'm off social media this month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off of Instagram. Um, I, uh, I I think that that really is the answer. And the reason why I decided to take this month off of Instagram is because in in December, I uh, I think this goes back to to burnout and knowing what an aligned day looks like for you. But in December, I noticed that I was waking up and immediately reaching for my phone. Um, 
I started, I went straight to Instagram, my personal, and then for my clients and then to email and then whatever else I wanted to look at. And 30 minutes went by sometimes an hour and then I'll, and then I'll get out of bed feeling like I just wasted all this time. And, um, I, I just began to notice that my life was being consumed by it. Like every time I would post a story, because I mean, being entrepreneur, they say, show up on stories, show up for your clients, show up, show up, show up. And I was showing up because I was like, okay, I guess this is what I have to do if I want to get clients. And every time I would show up, I would look at who's looking at my stories. Mm. I'd look at, is this post getting engagement? Is this getting likes? And then another strategy for entrepreneurs on Instagram, go engage with your target audience, go engage with your followers, watch all their stories, reply to them, like do, do, do dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. (laughs) And I was in that cycle. And I finally was talking to my boyfriend, Mark, and I was like, I think I'm sucked into this. I, I'm like, I told him like, I am hooked to my phone right now and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And it, it got me a little emotional because I thought that I had gotten over that. I thought that I was m- stronger than that. I thought I had more control than that. And the only way that I could get out of it is just not go on it. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's so freeing there where i can just get up and start my day and you know be in in my creative studio here where i can just take photos and i'll go on pinterest to get some inspiration but i mean the best photos that i've taken this week um were just me getting into that flow state and just shooting whatever i saw in real time like none of like the best photos i shot weren't they don't look like the inspiration that I found on Pinterest. Like it really is just about getting to that flow state and, and being in the moment. Um, so I, Oh, setting I'm like, what was your question? Setting boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think it's important to have those dopamine detox days. I think kind of like how I had that day of doing nothing. Start with going back to zero, um, or square one, whatever you want to call it. And, um, see how that feels and then build up from there and see what boundaries need to be set based on, you know, completely eliminating it. So you said a lot of great things <laughs> in that, in that tidbit there. So I want to ask you because I did uh, another episode just about my gratitude and self care practices. And I kind of framed what a successful start to a day looks like for me or at least, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be successful. So what does an aligned day look like for you? Mm-hmm. Um, an aligned day, just uh, in general, is one where I feel like I have the freedom to make whatever choice I want on the spot and just be able to run with it. Um, an aligned day could be me waking up and doing a little bit of light yoga and then having some breakfast, then maybe going to a, um, to take a walk outside or doing some sort of workout class. Uh, and then just, you know, tending to my plans, sort of taking photos, doing some work on the computer. Um, it really is just free flowing. Like my routine isn't 
a routine in the way that most people interpret a routine. I don't have like, wake up at eight, eight fifteen shower, 8.30 breakfast. It's not like that. My routine is to feel like I am in the moment and in the in in my creative flow and my routine is to feel like I have the freedom to make the choices that I want in the present moment. What does freedom feel like in your body? Like how does it manifest? Great question. It feels very open. I know when I am um when I don't have that freedom, I definitely feel heavy in my chest. Um, I, I, when I do have it, I feel like I can just walk around wherever, or I can just get in my car and go somewhere, or it, it, it just feels very light and, and, um, kind of like, you know, after a yoga practice and you feel totally stretched out and every, nothing's like tight, everything's just kind of like flowing. Like that's what it feels like to me. Love the the word flowing. That's going to be like our key yeah. for this episode. <laughs> um, so I really want to talk about this co- cross country move you just made. Like this is huge. Yeah. Um, so I lived in LA for I think like four years, and uh, I moved. I'm originally from Maryland. Moved there after college, and then um, Mark and I have been thinking about moving out of LA or out of state for since last Christmas, not this past mm-hmm. one, but the one before. Um, and our plan originally was, you know, summer 2020, we're going to visit all these cities, all these different <laughs> parts of the country and figure out what's next for us. Obviously that didn't happen, but, um, but I still, you know, especially with you know, being in quarantine and staying at home all the time, I just felt very, you know, I got that cabin fever and I felt very like closed off. And, you know, for me, freedom is very open. Um, and I didn't feel that way. And I, I noticed that um, some people were moving throughout 2020 uh, and moving out of state. I, I think I know maybe three or four people who moved uh, out of LA or out of California, at least. Um, and so when one of my friends moved from LA to Seattle in, uh, I can't remember exactly when she did this some, sometime over the summer, I was like, okay, if all these people can do it, <laughs> we can do it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we had decided to just visit Nashville, um, at some point this summer. And then we immediately fell in love with the area. It just felt right here. And so, then you know we we went back to LA and we were sitting in our little studio apartment in West Hollywood. And, Keyword uh, little. We had, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, oh, all good. <laughs> um, and we had this whiteboard that said like moving plans or something like that, and all the cities listed for where we were considering. And then finally, Nashville was it was the one that was circled in the big letters. And the question was when question mark. And we were looking at that every day. And then I just kept asking Mark, I was like, okay, so when are we going to do it? Are we going to do it this year? Are we going to do it like when? And then finally, I was like, okay, can we do it before Thanksgiving? And we were like, okay, maybe. And then we did. We basically, because, you know, Mark freelances as well. And so 
we're fortunate enough to be able to work from wherever. And um, I just wanted a more, I just wanted more space. I mean, we were work, our desks were side by side in that studio apartment. Um, and then, so it's on, along one wall, it was a desk or his desk, my desk and the bed. And like that filled up our entire apartment. Not a long commute at all. Yeah. <laughs> it felt very long to get out of bed and to work. But, <laughs> but now um, we have this, um, you know, a real estate listing would call it charming two bedroom house. It was built in the forties. And so we're renting now this, this two bedroom house in Franklin, which is about 25 minutes outside of Nashville. And, um, Mark uses one of the bedrooms as his studio and now like music room, just that's his creative space. And then there's bedroom. And then I have the sun room, which I claimed immediately. Ah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it's it. It's magical always- for sure. It's, I'm so excited for you to see it uh, whenever you get a chance to come visit. But I mean, it's just filled with windows and I absolutely love natural light. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves is waking up in the morning and having to, to, tur- to turn on the lights because I just want to wake up to natural light. Um, and so just coming in here, I spend so much time in here working. You know, I have all my plants here. Um, and now I'm shooting in here and just having this creative space space and just being able to move around and not feel like I have to constrain myself to one corner or have to rearrange the entire apartment to just shoot a couple of photos. Like just having this freedom and flexibility to be able to do this whenever I want is just, it's, it's so freeing. It's, it really feels very aligned and I'm just so excited that we did this. And so, yeah, we drove from <laughs> West Hollywood to, to Tennessee and it took us three days. I think we did three 10 hour days. Um, We had the U-Haul. Yeah. Even renting the U-Haul was a struggle. Um, So, cause there's like a shortage of U-Hauls in California or at least Southern California right now. And so like people are moving out of state and people, they're not as many people bringing it, bringing them back. And so there, we made a reservation at a U-Haul two weeks in advance. Mark went there it wasn't there. And it was, I think it was down in Inglewood. So it it took him, you know, quite a bit of time to go there and it wasn't there. And then it was just this whole thing. And then we towed his car behind the U-Haul and eventually it all worked out. But um, moving is a lot. I didn't realize it would take two full days to pack up a studio apartment. (laughs) I'm so proud of you for doing it though. It seems like your, like your demeanor and your quality of life has really improved too. Um, You're not the only the only people I know who've left California. Um, But now I have more friends and more places to visit, which is always the goal. Once we're, uh, you know, free to travel again. I know some people are, you know, getting on planes and stuff. I'm just not comfortable personally right now, especially with um, just where we're at in January with COVID. But um, I really want to talk about just how you've pivoted this year obviously an example is like moving and your coaching practice um but i know even this morning i was talking with some friends who we all experienced a lot of heartache in 2020 and a lot of um things not going as planned so 
maybe you could offer some advice to people who are maybe still struggling to pivot or trying to find like meaning. I know that's a very big mm. topic, but what do you recommend to them? I think it's a matter of listening to your intuition. Um, and so, so that's a whole other <laughs> topic. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I think it also has to do with just being honest with yourself and what you really want and what you really value. Um, I mean, I love journaling and for all my coaching clients and in the mastermind, I, I always suggest all these journal prompts. And uh, I, I think I have a Google doc of at least a hundred different journal prompts um, that I've given to people throughout the past um, year or so. But I think just journal about, um, you know, what do I value? What do I truly enjoy? And just be brutally honest with yourself. I mean, you don't have to share your journal with anyone. Please don't because, uh, you know, I want you to be very honest with yourself. And at the end of the day, like, what do I truly enjoy? What do I really value? Is it time? Is it my energy? Is it money? Um, like, what what really is that? And And what steps do I need to take in order to shift into this version of myself. It might also be helpful to project, you know, a year into the future and be like, okay, who is this one year from now version of myself? And what can I do now in order to start to become that person? So yeah, I guess to simplify that, it's like be one, listen to your intuition, two, be very honest with yourself. And three, project into the future and start to take action. That's great advice. Um, woo woo alert. <laughs> We're about <laughs> to get talk about all the spiritual stuff that's really involved in this and like, you know, in the process of getting to what it is you're meant to be doing what feels like an alignment. I am a huge proponent for journaling. We've talk about this all the time. I talked about it in another episode of the podcast. But I think what's important as part of that is being able to be alone with yourself without judgment. Mm -hmm. um, and just be like, hey, this is how I'm showing up in this moment. This is how I feel. And it doesn't have to necessarily look or be a certain way. I think there's a lot of pressure um, from this like wellness space that is so great, but kind of can be a little toxic on social media because it looks like it has to be, you know, aesthetically beautiful and like you have to have the right like plants and lighting and all these things in order to meditate and be with yourself or journal. And like sometimes I, when I like journal without judgment, I'm just like, hey, yo, I feel like shit today, but like I'm here what mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. that's how i talk to myself for some reason but <laughs> and then other days it's like wow look at this abundance you've created it's just great <laughs> um <laughs> so how do you recommend like starting that practice like for people who maybe are like okay this is a little weird i've never spent time alone um or tried to like quote unquote, like work on myself. Uh, how do you start with that? Mm -hmm. 
I think you make a good point that, you know, we see all over social media, people's like meditation corner with the copper pyramid and <laughs> all these like fuzzy blankets and things on the wall. Um, there is no right or wrong way to do it, but my recommendation would be to definitely get a journal first and foremost. Get Don't get just a notebook that you picked up at some sort of trade show or conference <laughs> a few years ago um, with like a purple cover. No, like get a journal or a notebook that you really like because this isn't just a notebook. It's a space. It's a place for you to connect with your intuition, your subconscious, your emotions. Um, and you need to be able to get into that state. And so I always use these online notebooks um, and I have my favorite pencil that I use. Uh, so get, you know, your favorite notebook and your favorite writing thing, whether that's a pen or a pencil and, um, make it just very thoughtful. And when it comes to actually the act of journaling, um, maybe it's helpful to start with prompts at first, like maybe look up some journal prompts online. Uh, I, I kind of mentioned that I have, you know, a list of over a hundred journal prompts. I've been thinking about putting together a PDF or something with all these prompts. For Ooh, people to just, I'd like, be interested in that for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> Planting um, the seed. Yeah. No, I, I feel like, I mean, yeah, I could do it. It wouldn't take me too long. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it this month. <laughs> Well, that leads me, I guess, to the last point I really want to cover is just manifestation. Okay. Um, this yep. is something obviously we're hearing like in the podcast space, on social media, as entrepreneurs. Um, and it's really hard, I think, to know what it means until you mm -hmm. start doing it and building a practice um, and just start seeing the work pay off um which i recently saw and have been seen which is cool to see that like you're really powerful and like able if you can tap into your subconscious um and really just trust and believe uh, that sounds so woo woo but it's hey y'all it's true yeah <laughs> so yeah what does your manifestation practice look like um at the moment, it's, uh, you know, they say manifestation is, is co-creation. Like it's not just you doing it. It's you plus the universe, God, or whatever you want to call um, the higher force. But um, so now I've kind of been letting a lot more go. I, I don't have a manifestation list at the moment. Um, and I did for a while. I was what some people call a manic manifester, where I would write down every single thing that I'd want to manifest, everything from micro to macro. And I would, you know, describe everything in so much detail and be like, I want this thing by this date or by the end of this year and like be very, very specific. Some of it came to fruition. Most of it didn't. Um, and now... I'm like, okay, maybe that practice isn't for me. Now it's more of manifestation through high self-worth and, and 
being present and listening to my intuition and picking up on any um, cues that I have in the moment. For example, today, um, <laughs> I I was like, okay, maybe I'll go to uh, I'll go to Sprouts. I'll go to the grocery store and. Eh, we'll see what happens. And so I just go there without having a grocery list. And, you know, I start to come up with these ideas and, um, and I see all these things. And I'm like, okay, wait, maybe I'll make this and then I'll, I'll create this. I want to figure out how to create a uh, protein bar that doesn't have cashews because I think I'm actually allergic to cashews. And, <laughs> and I, start, <laughs> I start to get like all these ideas. And then I just, before the show, I, I baked um, like a protein collagen whatever bar and Yum. and I think that's like you know now I have this interest in like health and nutrition and meal plans and I think I mean the man manifest is is it feels like such a big word but it can mean for the smallest things I mean I manifested that bar that I just baked like <laughs> it came from it was nothing <laughs> it was like a little idea in my head and now I have this thing that like tastes delicious um and uh, yeah, if you're new to manifestation or haven't really, you know, you haven't really explored that, that concept yet, it's, it's a lot more simple than I think a lot of people, um, make it out to be. Um, I mean, when I first heard of it, I was like, wow, this sounds like magic. Like, this is so like, wow. And I have all these powers and, all these, but like, you do, Yana. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, but I I don't I, I don't feel connected with those words necessarily because I, I think it's it's a lot more grounded, at least for me. It's it's like you you know, you can manifest a cup of coffee by going to Starbucks and buying that coffee or by writing it down meditating being like, I want a free cup of coffee like you can, <laughs> there are different ways of getting it and like you can call it manifesting by just going and buying it okay now I have it or sitting around and trying to channel and maybe after a few days someone will take you out to coffee like there it's it's not as complex as at least what I f feel like a lot of people make it out to be it's really just mm -hmm. about kind of um i think maybe to look at it from a formulaic standpoint it's like belief plus trust plus letting go plus being in alignment equals manifestation i don't know <laughs> something along those lines hey i'm all for that <laughs> equation i'm not great at math but it sounds legit so yeah so as long as you focus on like you know being aligned being connected with your intuition and and stepping into your highest self-worth then the things that you want will just naturally happen uh, maybe I'm not the best at explaining this, but at the moment, this is what kind of feels like what I'm sort of experiencing. Yeah, well, I want to go back really quickly to like what you said about flow state, because mm -hmm. I feel like most of the beginning of 2020 before the pandemic, I was forcing. Um, I had just come back from my trip abroad and I really, really wanted to go to grad school in the UK. Like I thought that was my path and I was dead set on it without wiggle room for like, 
another thing to come up. Um, and I think it was really like devaluing like my self-worth and also just like was vibrating on a low level. I look back, this is one reason I do love Instagram and Facebook is because it, you know, you get reminded of these memories that were like a year ago or whatever. And I just look back and I'm like, whoa, I was not doing well. And I'm not, you know, not trying to like hate on myself. Like it was just a version of myself that was struggling because I was not allowing for the wiggle room. I was not like showing up as my highest self and I was allowing myself to be um, just kind of like take it in advantage of and work um, in relationships. I was like really trying to force this thing while I was dating this guy that like I knew in my heart and like my gut, my gut talks to me a lot. Um, <laughs> Uh, like we weren't a good fit, but I wanted so much so to have like control over one thing in my life. And I was like, okay, well, work's a shit show. Like maybe this could be a relationship, even though I have nothing in common or don't really like this person, but they're hot. So whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not sure where I was going with that, but oh, one of my favorites, uh, just kind of little mantra that I say to myself and I have written above my desk and I, I try to look at it and think about it. It's kind of just like embedded into myself subconscious now is just instead of forcing, try flowing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it just really resonates with me. So I try to apply that in a lot of different areas of my life, um, especially this last year. I know we're in we're in the new magical like realm of 2021 now where <laughs> anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, that's how it feels like everyone's putting so much faith in this year, which love that for us. But I think we need to just take a step back and realize that we don't have control over anything. <laughs> Really? Mm -hmm. um, no, I love that mantra uh, because I think flowing, like you have to be in the present moment in order to get into the flow state and forcing. Uh, when you think of where that force is coming from, it's coming from a place of low trust in yourself, in others and, you know, other forces and, forcing is like, no, I want this. I want the control over this because I know what's best for me. And I know that this is it. Like I know, but we, we, we really don't know. <laughs> and we, we think we do sometimes. Um, but flowing is really about trust and about letting go. And, um, you know, if it's meant to happen, it will happen. If it's not meant to happen, it won't happen. And it's really just as simple as that. And the first time I, I heard that concept, I was like, it kind of terrified me. <laughs> I was like, whoa, some things won't happen. What do you mean? Like, I, I can't, I don't have control over that. Like I want to have control over that. And no, it is so true. If it's meant to happen, it will. If it's not meant to, it won't. I mean, just like, I know you experienced something recently where it, it may have at some times felt like it wasn't meant to happen or it wasn't going to happen, but it was because it did. And you had such this, this trust and you were able to let go and just be like, if it's meant to, it will, if it won't, it won't. And that's that. 
Yeah, and I think that comes from like having tried so many different things, like just in a lot of different areas of my life. And I'm like, okay, I get it. God, source, universe, like whatever you like to call it. Don't have control. So just like have my back, please. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) So I want to kind of close out here with a question I like to ask my guests. Mm -hmm. Um, The show is called Allie Knows Best and I'm having you on so I can selfishly learn from you, obviously. (laughs) The best reason to start a podcast. (laughs) Duh. Yeah. So if you could speak to a version of yourself that was struggling, um, and this could be a long time ago or something more recent, what would you say? Not a light question, I know. No, yeah. um, No, it's really interesting because uh, I remember a moment this past July where I felt very stuck. I remember writing uh, a journal or writing in my journal about this. I'm just just feeling completely stuck. I've tried all these things. Nothing's really working out. Um, And I think what I would tell myself in the past and even in future moments, because I know these moments will happen again, is that um, everything will work out. Everything will be okay. Like, this is only temporary. You won't feel like this forever. Um, you know, I, I'm grateful to have a support system that I know has my back. And um, even if, you know, there are people out there who feel like they don't have that support system, um, maybe start to build that vibe tribe or, or start to, maybe that's what is next for you to manifest. Um, actually I wanted this past summer to manifest friends. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then I did after, after a while, um, honestly, I can say that 2020 was the year where I really manifested stronger friendships. I mean, even with you and with more meaningful relationships with people that either I met last year or have known for a few years, Um, I just reconnected with the right people. And now I know that, you know, I have all these people that I could go to for certain types of questions and, and I'm also there for them if they need anything as well. Um, and I think that actually just speaking this out loud made me realize, wow, like I did manifest some cool friendships. Like I, I did, I didn't really go back to that until now. Um, yeah, yeah, that is pretty neat. Um, I love that too. I like not to stop you, but realizing like this last year that your support system can definitely be virtual. It doesn't have to be like, obviously we're humans and we need connection, um, which would be like as a Libra sun and rising, like being social is my favorite thing in, (laughs) in the world. But, you know, we don't always have to do that. It's been such a gift to be able to FaceTime with you. And I hope that other people are able to find some kind of connection like that during this time. Yeah. And if you do want a curated support system, we've got a mastermind. (laughs) Yeah. Plug yourself, girl. (laughs) Yeah. um, So I think 
it was December. Um, I decided let's let's start a mastermind. I, I know a bunch of really smart, amazing women who work in social media and they have their own businesses, um, also some product-based business business owners. And I was like, I've never even been in a mastermind. I know these kinds of things exist. I don't really know how they work, but let me put together a group of five of my favorite um, social media mavens into uh, an hour-long Zoom call. And uh, I really think it just clicked. Um, I know you're a member of it and I don't know how your experience has been, but I, I think that it's just been a great resource for everyone and just a chance for everyone to kind of take a break in the middle of their week and come together and be like, okay, here's what I'm going through this week. And to just hear other people be like, yep, I'm going through that right now. Or I went through that last week or a month ago. And just hearing from each other's experiences and being able to kind of inspire each other and, and help each other in real time has just been like such a gift, I think. <laughs> Yes, I love the group. I think you've curated um, the people who are in it so well. I've been in masterminds in the past where maybe I didn't get as much out of it because I wasn't like kind of on the same vibe or in the same career path as the other people, which I think we can always learn, you know, from people who are experiencing stories other than our own. Mm -hmm. um, but it's nice to feel like a commonality for sure. Mm -hmm. So if people are interested in working with you or maybe learning more about the mastermind, where can they find that information? Yeah. Um, all that information is actually on my Instagram, ironically enough. Um, <laughs> but my Instagram is just uh, at Yana, I-A-N-A dot Kozelski, K-O-Z-E-L-S-K-Y. Um, and if you look at my most recent posts, I talk about the mastermind and I have those little highlight icons about coaching. Um, currently, my website doesn't talk about coaching. It just talks about photography, but I am still coaching, uh, just kind of keeping it on a referral basis right now. But I mean, this podcast could be a referral, so that counts as well. <laughs> hey. um, so. Yeah, that's that's where all my stuff lives. Um, mastermind, if you have a question about it, just shoot me an email. Hello at yanakazowski.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been great, Yana. Thanks, Allie. This has been so fun. This is my first podcast, which is very exciting. Ooh, well, thank you for choosing Allie Knows Best. <laughs> thank you for inviting me. <laughs> okay, have a great afternoon. Thank you, you too. Bye. Bye.